Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I would be so tempted to spend a few minutes just identifying some people that I have not seen here for quite some time. Uh, but rest assured that um, it is thrilling to see you here. Uh, this is such a special day in the life of this church family. I appreciate Connie's opening remarks about it. You know, I'm not going to ask you for a show of hands, but I wonder how many of you, including me, have ever started something that you didn't finish. <laughs> well, you just betrayed that with your laughter. Maybe it's cleaning out the attic, um, taking that class at the community college, um, starting that garden. I mean, whew, the projects are endless, and they really aren't just some of our memories, are they? As we think about some of those undone projects. In the 1990s, and I think we may have a picture of it here, in the 1990s, a company proposed a floating city project, a school, a hospital, a bank, a hotel, and of course, a casino. And this ship would just continuously travel around the globe, and it was never completed. In the 1920s, the city of Cincinnati began building an underground train system, pictured here. Today, you can visit the two miles of unused tunnels to witness what has been described as one of the city's biggest embarrassments. Projects that never got completed. But then there's Andrew. 2015, 40 years old, and he decided that he wanted to climb all 58 14ers, 14,000 feet or more mountains in the state of Colorado at a record rate. And he completed it in nine days, 21 hours, in 51 minutes. Amazing resolve that he started something and totally completed it and what recognition he's received because of that. Like Andrew must have felt, isn't it a great feeling or a sense of accomplishment when we do complete a task or we do complete that project or we do complete that assignment? And that is exactly what the Apostle Paul is commending the church in Philippi for in Philippians chapter 1, if you want to turn there. And that is exactly what I want to commend you for this morning as a church family. My intent is plain and simple. I want to laud you with praise. I want to commend you, commend you almost to the point of feeling embarrassed about it because of what we're going to be reading about in Philippians chapter 1 this morning. Philippians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3, listen to Paul's words to the church at Philippi. I actually think that all of our missionaries, those who are here or those who are overseas, would say that this is their prayer also for the Oak Crest Church of Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy and Connie alluded to it in his prayer, and I'm so grateful that he mentioned it, that what really warms my heart is to think that from the very outset, this church and its church leaders prayerfully and humbly determined that we would be a mission-minded church. And in 1982, 
40 years ago, 40 years ago this year, when we launched an effort to establish a church in Lisbon, Portugal, that dream became a reality and we have never looked back. Then that resolve continued with support for the Christian Service Center. It continued with support for Zagreb, Croatia, and the Bible Institute, for Crossing Crown, for Honduras, for our annual summer mission trip. We are completing the good work that God has committed us to. And we remain steadfastly committed to these mission efforts where God's message of life and love is being lovingly and powerfully proclaimed by Ricardo Neves, Valfredo Dias, by Ivan Caradza, Luke Whitmire, Ivan Gonzalez, Rue Whitmire, and Courtney Sullivan, amazingly devoted and committed individuals that we are proudly serving with. And so in 1991, at the point of history, in 1991, we set in motion our annual November missions contribution so that we might always continue to shine for him, that acronym that we use, sharing his incredible news everywhere that comes from Philippians chapter 2, that we are to shine like stars in the universe as we hold out the word of life. And as Paul said to the church in Philippi, I say again to you, O Chris, God is carrying these good works on to completion through you. You are an amazing family. You are truly amazing. Paul in Philippians chapter 1 just shared three keys that I just briefly want to touch on. Three keys to make sure that we continue the good works on to completion. Notice the very first thing he said. He said it was all about prayer. And it was what we might call a two-way prayer street. Because in Philippians, read with me again in Philippians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. Paul's saying, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. But Paul was equally grateful that that church at Philippi prayed for him. Look at verse 19. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Paul said the fundamental pillar in any mission effort is petitioning God. It's praying for our missionaries as they pray for us as we collaborate together. And then in verse 5, he says, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, it's about prayer and it's about partnership. The partnership that actually Paul could look back to Acts chapter 16 when he had led Lydia and the jailer to the Lord. Kind of as a parenthetical side note, I was, as I was thinking about that again the other day, I thought, I wonder if the, as the jailer was reading this letter from Paul in the city of Rome where he was imprisoned, I wonder if the jailer was thinking, Does, can Paul ever stay out of jail? I mean, what, what is it about what he's doing? He just always seems to be in jail. But just like in Philippi, just like in Rome, Paul saw that as opportunities to be able to share the good message. And Paul was grateful for that partnership that had begun so long ago. And I know that those that we partner with in mission work are also grateful for us. You see, Andrew Hamilton's feat of climbing the Colorado 14ers only happened because of dozens and dozens of family and friends who aided him with driving, repacking his gear, drying out his clothes, cooking food, and providing moral support. 
And as Brian so wonderfully reminded us of two weeks ago, we are all critically important links in the mission chain. Every link is equally important. It may be that you're the prayer warrior, and maybe you're boots on the ground at Crossroad Crown of Christian Service Center or a summer mission trip. It may be your words of encouragement through cards, through texts, through emails. It might be through the giving that we're going to be doing today and pledging throughout the upcoming year. Whatever link that is, God recognizes how important that is. And the things that we're able to do, that we're able to do for God and his glory, would not be able to happen were you not one of those critically important links in this mission chain. And then the third thing that Paul says, and you know how I am about using the same letter for the points I'm trying to make. And even though the word is not actually there, it is there. And that is in verse 6. When he says, being confident of this. What are you confident of, Paul? Here's what I'm confident of. That he who began a good work in you will carry it on till completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. Persistence. I would also call that stick to Persistence. Sticking with what we have begun. Blake kind of referred to it in class this morning. Paul said this to the church at Ephesus, and may this also mirror our aim as well. When Paul said, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given to me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. That is persistence. In Romans chapter 2, verse 6, Paul would say, To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, immortality, he will give eternal life. And he would tell the church at Thessalonica, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. I think it's interesting that he would have to encourage us not to grow tired or weary in doing good. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, he would say in Galatians chapter 6. But that is a testimony to this church's resolve that for the past 40 plus years, we have not grown weary in being about God's work, about God's kingdom, about God's mission for this church. It's easy to get weary. It's easy to become tired with things. But Paul is encouraging us to make sure that in this endeavor, we would never grow weary. We would never tire. In the early 20th century, English Prime Minister David Lloyd George once said this, There is nothing so fatal to character as half-finished tasks. That cannot be said as you have fully, as you have wholeheartedly completed the mission of sharing his good news everywhere. I really believe that the pure character of this church, of this church family, is never more evident than in our mission-minded spirit. I know that over the past 30-plus years, much has changed with this church family. People have come and gone. We've had different preachers. We have different shepherds. We've had different ministries that we've been involved in. A lot has changed. A lot of things are different. But the constant... The constant has been our mission-minded spirit in our servant hearts. 
And I could not be prouder to be a part of a church family because of your mission-minded spirit and because of your servant hearts. Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 and 26, I think it's Solomon's reminder of one key element to making sure that we keep our hearts on track. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 and 26, he says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze above you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. It's not about looking back, but it's pressing on toward the upward calling. It's fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's making sure that we stay centered and we never deviate from what God's purpose is for us as his family. It's to be his light. It's to be his splendor. It's to reflect him. To let our light so shine before men that they may see our good deeds. And praise him in heaven. Our giving today, and the containers out there, as you well know, as we've done in the past, our giving today and also pledges throughout the year to come are an essential link. They are an absolutely essential link in the mission chain. It's about us continuing to pray. It's about us continuing to be committed to our partnership. It's about us continuing to be persistent and not growing weary and doing good. Let's continue to carry on to completion the good work that he has begun in us. I could not commend you for more as a church family. Not being a part of that mission chain on the other side of the ocean, but also being a part of your lives and seeing how each of you continue to contribute in such marvelous ways to make sure that we're still sharing his incredible news everywhere. I'm confident that this will be yet another victory for God today as we commit to him with our finances, things that will lead to eternal people. I appreciate you and I love you for that. But if today is the day that you wish to be identified and recognized as a member of a church family that is committed to being mission-minded, to having servant hearts, then I would say that you have found that family. Or if today is the day that you wish to surrender your life, to give your life to God, that decision is the most important decision you'll make in your life, and there could not be a better day than today for doing that. Or if there's something we could pray for you on, something in your life, something that needs a prayer or petition or thanksgiving on our part, as a family, we would also be honored to do that. So in just a moment, we're going to stand, sing a song, and if you wish to respond to this anyway, we'd invite you to come forward, and then Paul Whitmire will be leading us a prayer. Won't you come now while we stand and sing? Will you join me as we pray for the offering? God, this morning we are uh, excited, we're joyful, and we're honored. Honored that we could be a part of fulfilling your commission, the great commission, that we could take your gospel, your beautiful, lovely gospel, into all the world. God, it is our heart that every man and woman and child would hear the story of Jesus, of his saving grace, of his love, and of his mercy. God, this morning, uh, the places of great need have been discovered. The people, the missionaries, have been appointed. And God, we want to now send them to those places and fulfill that commission. God, I too, as a missionary, pray for this family. 
Pray for all of the years of commitment, of persistence. God, as a missionary, I, I want to give thanks for that. And now to the missionaries, I know this family is, is praying diligently, not just on this day, but every day, as we share the beautiful message of Jesus. God, I pray that you would bless this offering, that your hands and your spirit would be all over it, that it would go to those places, and that you would multiply it, that much would be done for your glory. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So in planning for our mission's contribution today, which, as you know, we've been doing for 31 years, um, we were just visiting and sharing and talking about just how honored we are to be a part of some individual lives who have just done so much, and has, they've meant so much to this church family. And it occurred to us, obviously, that Apostle Paul said we should honor one another above ourselves. And so missions committee, with the blessings of the shepherds, decided that there was a couple that we really need to honor in a special way today. Over 20 years ago, as Connie mentioned, they had this vision about reaching out to some individuals in, um, in inner city, Oklahoma City. And as a result of that now, it has moved into some amazing new life that has taken place at the Christian Service Center. Uh, through Luke and Ivan and Courtney and others who are working there. And so we just thought it would be very appropriate um, to uh, acknowledge this couple this morning in a public way. And so at this time, I'd like for Paul and Suzanne Whitmire to come up here. I'd also like for all of our missions committee to come up and all of our shepherds. Unfortunately, Brian Duckwall has um, COVID, so he can't be here in Gina State home with him. So we're missing them. But I hope you're watching, so we are glad you're here, but come on up. All of our missions committee, our Connie Six Killers, our chairman, and then we have uh, Marty, and we have Charlene, and Gwen, and of course Brian and Gina. Uh, but we just have a, a special presentation uh, to give to Paul and Suzanne. You have participated in this in a great way, and then after that we want to pray over them. So um, Connie, you have the presentation, if you'll share with the church what we're doing. This is the finished. Connie's a man of few words. Um, that is actually a picture of Cross and Crown that all of you signed. And in addition, uh, we're giving them a uh, financial token of our deep appreciation for what not only they've done at Crossing Crime, but how that has transcended to Luke and Drew and, and so many others and how many lives have been touched by that. So uh, let's pray over Paul and Suzanne and give thanks for them. Father, we come before you with humble hearts. We are indeed thankful for your message of life and love and hope and how it just um, has totally transformed our lives. And Father, may our aim always be one to to give you glory and to share about your grace with others. We have certainly all been touched by Paul and Suzanne and how they have um, worked so powerfully and, and with such great uh, resolve and humility at Cross and Crown and how that has reached out now to Christian Service Center and, and, and to so many other points beyond. It has all given us a great sense of satisfaction uh, to see that work and, and just to be humbled by um, their servant hearts and the way that they have 
made so many sacrifices and how many lives have been touched by that father and it is truly an honor for us to honor them this morning and and to thank you for their commitment to you their devotion to you uh, it, it touches our lives deeply and we pray that you might just continue to bless them richly uh, we're grateful for the partnership that we have with them and thank you again father for their years of service we pray in jesus name amen Kyle, can you lead, lead that song for us? I love you in the love of the Lord. I love you in the love of the Lord. I see in you the glory of my King. And I love you in the love of the Lord. We love you in the love of the Lord. We love you in the unexpected. I hope this is not my retirement and all here, because we're not done yet. As, as Scott preached, we have more work to do. I think he's gotten more of a ball baby <laughs> as the years have gone by. But we do, uh, we are very surprised by this and very grateful. And I don't mind sharing with you that all the years of commitments from several other churches that it's kind of been a secret, but between Quinn and I, this is our favorite church. <laughs> so we just um, appreciate your love and your outpouring of encouragement um, over the years. It is um, such a gift from God and we are undeserving that we're very, very thankful, and we just appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you for everything. That's what I was going to say. 